Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, since my left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. Aren't we, King? We are indeed. Hey, King. We are indeed. Hi, how are you? I'm alright, I'm holding up. Because okay. <laughs> the divisional round is over. It is. Seems a long time ago now. It was, because it was. It, well, yeah, we missed our normal slot for we recording. Did. And so. it wasn't me for once, sorry to put the blame on you. But no, it was on me. For the first time ever, I think, <laughs> I've, I'm not the one that cancelled. <laughs> well, that's why we're doing it on a Saturday morning. We are. Uh, yeah, so it will be out later today. Indeed. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, we need to talk about some games, King. We do. And other stuff, yep. obviously, because other things happen in the NFL. Uh-huh. Um, let's start a week ago mm-hmm. with the Atlanta Falcons going to the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. Good place to start. Indeed. Because what I was told, King, was that the Falcons were battle-hardened, battle-tested, battle-everything. Yep. You know, they were ready they were. to roll over the Eagles the same way they'd rolled over the Rams the week before. Yep. But uh, 15 points to 10 tells the story of an Eagles win. Uh, it does. Absolutely does. Yep. 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 Good game for Nick Foles. 23 out of 30 passes completed. Yep. 246 yards. No interceptions. No touchdowns. Yeah, but no we'll, interceptions. We'll slide over that. One. Yeah, no interceptions was the important role for Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where did you see this game won and lost? Uh, it was a bit of a, a sort of defensive... You know, the score sort of tells a story, doesn't it? It, was, it does. <laughs> it was um, both teams stifling each other and, and you know, neither... Neither call back for an interception, but it was just a case that the Eagles are. What you kind of forget, and I think I'm, you know, I'll, I'll hold my hands up here. I, I, you know, thought the Falcons would win it. Yeah, um, you did. You bet on the Falcons, just, just purely based on on Foles. Foles isn't a bad quarterback. He's actually probably one of the better backup quarterbacks in in the league. Um, yeah, you know, the highest efficiency rating as a starter one season. So that's mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive, and the best touchdown to interception ratio, ratio which yeah. is hugely impressive, and what you really need from a if you've got someone backup, who doesn't turn yeah. the ball over, it's a backup, you're, you know, you're in. So, uh, especially someone who's got experience as a starter. But I just thought the Falcons gained some experience and, 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 matu- and maturity last year. Um, excellent coaching. Defensively, they're so stout, um, you know, which is a credit to their, their coaching staff, which is still relatively new there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Eagles are legit and, and were the full season. I said I thought they were the best team in the league when they had Wentz. And um, what they showed me is they're still as a team one of the best teams in the league <laughs> just they've got someone who's just very consistent and doesn't turn the ball over at quarterback which mm. we've seen teams win the Super Bowl with someone who's very consistent and doesn't turn the ball over and isn't flashy and stuff so I think I probably sold I, Foles had a good game but I probably sold the Eagles short really they're um, I just think they outperformed them I just think they've got better players um, they're more talented you know, there's there's some real stars on that Falcons offense, but defensively, there's not. They've got some good players, but there's no real, real standouts. Whereas, you look at that Eagles team, you know, Jenkins and Cox, and you know, Graham's had a fantastic season. They've just, they've just as a unit, are just fantastic. No one yeah. lets them down. There's not one weak link on that on that defensive unit. Well, they've got. A, well, the, the thing about the Eagles is they can rotate their defensive line. Yeah. So often, I mean, yeah. if you look at them, it's got Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Chris Long, Vinnie Curry, Tim Jernigan. Then you've got Derek Barnett and my favourite Destiny Veo. Veo. There you go. Yeah, they're all just. Yeah. Usually, you, you get the f- the few guys in there, and they don't want to rotate out, especially because mm-hmm. they're big guys. But mm-hmm. these ones are in and out, and that's where they still feel fresh. Yeah. I was reading interviews with them. Uh, last week saying that well especially uh, Fletcher Cox saying he hasn't felt this good yeah. in a postseason yeah. ever I like it because they can rotate them they say it's more like the Spurs the Spurs yeah Popovich moving just Great. rolling people in and out he does yeah he absolutely does I love that reference right? yeah <laughs> I, I'm, that was, I was taken aback by that thank you <laughs> um, no I totally agree and there's no ego there either everyone no. seems to be playing they, there is a cohesive unit even those celebration stuff, it was, you know, they were doing the old hoedown dance, whatever it was, yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But everyone was doing it, and everyone was getting involved, and Barnett comes in and make a, gets a sack when Graham's not there. Mm-hmm. You know, and Barnett is a rookie who I thought was the best pure pass rusher this year. He's a decent stack numbers for, uh, sack numbers based on the snaps he's had. Yeah. But he doesn't look disheartened. He's he's learning. When he gets his opportunity, t- he takes it. You and know, that's Graham's the thing, isn't the first it? person to pat him on the back. That's amazing. And with that rotation, they're, they're not getting the individual numbers, but yeah. as a team, they're, yeah. they've are they 
they're getting stronger as the game goes on. We yeah. saw it again in this game, mm-hmm. where Atlanta got it down to the nine yard line with a first down, and then on a fourth down from the two yard, when Matt, Matt Ryan decided to throw it yep. and sailed it over Julio Jones's head. Yep. You know, there's only the reason they're able to be that dominant at the, the end of a game. Mm-hmm. And stop them when they were that close to scoring. Yeah, yeah. It's because that line is is still fresh. It's still rotating yep. out. You know. Yeah, and disruptive at all levels as well. Yeah. they're not just rotating in. You know, duff players to. <laughs> no, to, these to, are quality to, players. Yeah, these are very good players. You know, so it's. Um, well, Chris Long was on the Patriots team last year. He was the yeah, one Super, Super Bowl champ. Yeah, and he's a perennial pro pro bowler for yeah. ten years or so in the, with the Rams. So, it yeah, says a lot that he went there, even though he knew he was going to be in more of a rotation system, yep. but he was willing to do it because that would actually make him stronger later on in the season. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, great game for the Eagles. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, they stifled the Falcons just four out of 13 third down conversions. Yeah. Uh, It's the first playoff win for Philly since 2008. That's amazing, really. I I knew it had been a while, but I didn't realise it had been quite that long. Mm. Because that was the old Donovan, Donovan McNabb. Was it Brian Westbrook? Yes. Combination. Yeah. Yeah, and they were rotating. I mean, we know they've got quite a few running backs. So, J.H.I. did 54 yards early on in the game. Mm-hmm. It was LeGarrette Blunt that got the touchdown. Uh, he did 19 yards on nine carries, but you know, that's what he does, I suppose. And then you've got... Uh, even Nelson Aguilar was getting involved in the running game. Yeah, I saw that. Was it two touchdowns? Two runs for 20 yards? Yeah. Yeah. Which kind so, of makes no sense, because he had a long of 21. <laughs> so he actually he went had, backwards. He had twenty one and then a one yard loss. Yeah. His average though. His average was ten great. yards a carry. <laughs> that was quick maths, by the way. On the other side, uh, Julio Jones obviously had a, a game as usual. You can't stop him completely. One hundred and one yards off uh, nine carry uh, mm-hmm. nine catches. Uh, Mohamed Sanu got fifty yards. Devonta Freeman got the touchdown and twenty six yards uh, in the air. Yeah, but they, it just wasn't enough. They this didn't seem to hook up. And a lot of complaints have gone to Steve Sarkeesian, the okay. offensive coordinator. The yep. play calling was pretty bad. It was. Because in the run game, Freeman was completely stifled. But he in the first t- half, t- he was the only good thing. Yeah, but that and was... They took, went, went away from him in the second half. That was screen passes predominantly, but it was. I think he had 10 touches for 7 yards. Yeah. It was less than a yard of carry. But he did 79 yards in, on the ground in total. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, alright. Yeah. But... <laughs> Oh, that was Coleman, sorry. Yeah, Coleman. Yeah, sorry, I was talking about Freeman. Oh, sorry, oh yeah. Yeah, they completely stifled Freeman. <laughs> yeah, it was Coleman that was getting the touches in the first half, yeah. but in the second half, they went away from him. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact they're balanced, but if you've got one guy to the hard hand, you need to, unfortunately, you need to just keep feeding him the ball. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I don't agree with that. Yeah, Jones had a good game. There was people talking about this throw that he dropped, weren't they? Went through his hands. Right. He had slipped about three times prior to that, and then what looked like pass interference and an overthrown <laughs> ball, so... I'm not going to put that on him. Yeah, who's going to start having the go at Julio Jones? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. He makes your bang average quarterback look good. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry I only had 101 yards on nine catches. Yeah, no. Bang average. Yeah. Bang average. Right. Yeah, it was kind of a, a defensive battle, this one. But still entertaining, nevertheless. And it means that the Eagles are through to the NFC Championship game, which mm-hmm. no one was predicting a couple of weeks ago, or as soon as Carson Wentz went down. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think everyone was probably predicting Especially at that Especially after point. the Cowboys game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there you go. There we go. There we go. Now, so, are we going to the foregone conclusion game? Yeah. <laughs> the one that crushed my dreams. No, well, I had two dreams crushed this weekend. <laughs> uh, the first was in New England, of course, where I was hoping for a Boston Bonanza <laughs> that, uh, for Tennessee. Right. Yep. Didn't work out. No. Uh, 35-14 was the final score. Oh, this was the worst, the worst of the worst for, for Tennessee. I mean, they scored first. Do you know what this reminded me of? You know when we went to see the Wembley game with the Rams-Patriots? Yes. And the Rams scored first. On their first drive, they got a touchdown. 7 nothing, game. Yep. And then, of course, it ended up like 42-7. Yeah, did you? I remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this felt a lot like that. Yeah. Um, because the, f- the last touchdown for Tennessee... Um, that came right in garbage time when everything else was done. Um, yeah, the Patriots nailed 35 straight points, including 21 points in the second quarter to just ease past Tennessee. They had absolutely dominated by half time, and any hope anyone might have had of, of Tennessee making this a game was gone. Yep. So, congratulations to New England. This was Brady's 10th career postseason game with at least three touchdown passes. That moves him past the greatest Joe Montana for the most in t- NFL history. Yep. 
So that's another. Did you say the greatest Joe Montana. Yeah, the greatest for the uh, the San Francisco Forty Nine ers. Yeah, 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 and the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, two sacks for Janeo Grissom and Dietrich Wise. One for Marquise and Trey Flowers. Ricky Jean Francois and Adam Butler put the hurt on Tennessee. Yeah, they were um, hugely impressive. Yeah, so not only did they manage to move the ball offensively, but that front seven was hurting Tennessee. They were, and do you know who had a fantastic game? And I want—I think he deserves his props for this. Go on then. Is Marcus Mariota? Okay. Zero turnovers, despite what you've <laughs> you've explained to the people that haven't viewed the game or seen the game. He was under duress the whole time. Just was constantly under pressure. Two hundred and fifty-four yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. He also rushed for nearly forty yards as well. So, yep. He had a fantastic game, not turning the ball over. His accuracy was pretty decent, twenty-two or thirty-seven. Um, yeah, he didn't have a bad game. The issue was they could not stop the Patriots scoring. No, um, which isn't on Marcus Mariota because he doesn't also play safety. But um, <laughs> you know they couldn't really get the rushing game going, which no. um, which is what they're sort of predicated on. Their offense is built around. Mm-hmm. But Mariota had a good game, I thought. And actually, from from their perspective as a team, zero turnovers lost. That's massive for the Titans. They should take you know pride in that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and and it's tough to stop the Patriots' offense at the moment, and and they're just they're just absolutely rolling. But I th- I actually thought that this will really help them, having gone into Foxborough, not turned the ball over despite being under pressure offensively. Um, you know, from what was not nor- not they're not normally a, a defense you associate with pass rush and no, you know, putting qu- especially mobile quarterbacks under pressure. But Don't add that to their bow as well. Oh my god, please! <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? It's just it's absolutely ridiculous. But they, um, I I thought they helped made a sort of certainly offensively and certainly specifically Marcus Mariota. You know, he can hold himself his his head high and and take this and move forward because they're a young team still, the Titans, and you know it's good for them to get this far in the playoffs, have a little run. They knocked him back eight times for fifty-two yards on those sacks. Yeah, that's mad. To still be standing at the end of the game, yeah. is, that's impressive. Yeah, it is definitely. What's definitely. even more impressive, stroke scary, was that Tom Brady wasn't sacked once in this game. No, and he didn't obviously throw. Didn't any even look like he was going to get sacked in this game. No. Um, we got to write out some stats here quickly. So Danny Amendola. 11, he was the go-to guy. 11 catches for 112 yards. Dion Lewis, 15 carries for 62 yards. Um, but the touchdowns came with Gronk, 81 yards on six catches. James White, he had a receiving and a rushing touchdown. Uh, Chris Hogan also got in the end zone. His one catch. <laughs> you know, yep. He was back from injury. Do you um, mad as well? Obviously, Cook's come in. Yeah. Edelman's injured. Yeah. Everyone said, you know, for years they're like, well, you know, he's doing it with no names. Edelman is now a name. Gronk is arguably the best tight end ever. Ever. You've then got running backs Lewis, White, and Bolden, who are solid players. Yeah. Amendola's, you know, when when healthy, is a solid slot receiver. And Cooks is a legit top 10 receiver in the league. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, <laughs> they've got so many weapons. If Edelman was in that team, I don't know who's covering who. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The embarrassment of riches they've got on offense even despite the the injury to Edelman is, is they'd be frightening with him in the team they're frightening now yeah, alright yeah they are frightening you should now. be afraid you should be very got, afraid and now they've got pass rush so it's like <laughs> what is going on but um, yeah I, I, I don't think we really need to go into too much more of this game do we not too it's, much it's kind of was a foregone conclusion I, I thought anyway I know you were you were praying for a Titans victory. I was. I think a lot of people were. Yeah, it's, it's nice to see. Thirty-one different. teams fans were f- hoping for that. I think. Yeah, I think it's just not, you know that was more for obviously because you don't hate the Patriots, do you? So I, I don't hate the Patriots. It's more for you know to see a bit of variety in the. That's all I want. Absolutely, that's all I want. And you thought you could beat the Titans if you <laughs> and that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose the one slight glimmer of hope is that the two times the Titans did get into the red zone, they scored on both of those. Yeah, well, they're clinical. Yeah, you know what was it last season? Mariota was the most clinical quarterback in the red zone. Yeah, he just wouldn't turn it over in the red zone. Yeah, yeah. And Corey Davis, he got his two touchdowns as well. He looks like the first, the top five receiver they they drafted now, mm. doesn't he? Which is good for them. So he was crossed. injured coming into the season, so I don't think you should, um, sort of hold him, hold that against him. He, um, he, you know, as we mentioned, I think last week, he didn't work out at all during the off season. So, um, yeah, he looks dangerous. He does look dangerous. Big Let- physical receiver. Let's move away from the game. Let's let's move on to some firings. Okay. Because Mike Malarkey, the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, yeah, 
Was he fired or did he walk out? So the official word was that he was going to be offered a contract extension. Yeah. Which he was. Which makes sense because they just got through to the divisional. Well, that was something that the Titans fans weren't too happy about because they got there almost despite him as far as the, the fans are concerned. Right. He, for the entire season, really didn't play to Mariota's strengths. Yeah. And so the times that they won, they, they didn't really credit Malarkey with the win. No, it was, it was more on Mariota kind of scrambling around yep. and doing something else. So actually a lot of the fans were kind of almost hoping for a loss you know, just so he can get rid of Malarkey. They thought if they get playoffs, which is exactly what happened, the head off the head guys would go, Oh, we need to re um reestablish this guy in our, in our team for next season. Right, okay. So they offer him a new contract. Mm-hmm. But I think that the owners were aware of the fact that they needed to change stuff, especially on offense. Yeah. And the story seems to be that they said, Okay, we'll renew you but you need to change your coordinators and he said no. So then he walked. Right, okay. Well, I kind of like that from him, actually. If he's well, true stick, to, if well you he's can stick to, to your guns, but if they didn't work, you need to be willing to switch your coordinators up as well. I know. I, I totally agree that it's, it's Mario's magic that carried them, certainly in the back end of the season and, and in this little playoff run they've had. But mm-hmm. it's tough not... It, he got through to the divisional round of the playoffs with a quarterback who's, what, second or third year? Third. Third year. Third season... Rookie quarterback. Yeah. The top five pick last year. He was injured. And they've got through to the divisional round this year. Like, mm-hmm. that's... Yeah, you get some luck. But you, get, but you still got through to the divisional round of the playoffs. <laughs> like, it's kind of, like, tough to... For him, he must be like, what? No, I'm not firing him. We got through to the divisional round. But it's not often this happens. I also get... The fans weren't happy with how he was right? setting the team up. So. And I understand that. I completely understand that. And I think that from... The, it sounds like a win-win for both. He looks... Like a strong person, he's got yeah. his guys. If you want somebody who can come in and develop, you know, the the least you can say about him is he's developed Mariota to a very very good quarterback. Um, you know, and he's taken young players and 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 built a decent unit. Whether they deserve to win the season or not, but they still he's still put together a decent team. But from you know, it sounds like it's a win win. He's got his little character thing where yeah, I'm a strong guy. I'm not gonna you know be pushed over which yeah. some teams will love yeah, yeah. and he'll get hired off the back of them oh he'll get another job and the titans have got rid of someone who frankly the fans didn't want in there and yeah it didn't look like the players were really sold either because no. everything was about mariota not this you know not we're all coach. in on the team and the head coach yeah yeah so it looks like uh, rams offensive coordinator matt lefleur is now set to interview for the tennessee head coaching job so all right could be a move there uh yeah that's good okay Okay, yeah, so I'm trying just, to think with the Rams. I don't know. I suppose head coach is completely different to the offense, but try and look at it. Yeah, but Todd Gurley's amazing, and I suppose he's mm. developed Goff's. Goff's turned into a, a good quarterback, so yeah, maybe. Yeah. So anyway, that, that's the rumors is that Lafleur is uh, mm-hmm. is having a look in. If I'm one of the guys who's always pinned as being one of the top candidates, so a, a McDaniel's, uh, yep, Miss Patricia, whatever you call him. <laughs> um, you know, and Matt Patricia Matt Patricia yeah but um, that would be a decent little landing spot well McDaniels is looking at Indianapolis as their coaching job mm-hmm. already got the quarterback yeah but I think Titans is a better place than the Colts because the rest of that team's quality mm. well I'd get on the blower I think if I was <laughs> Mr McDaniels it might do it might mm. do uh, let's move on then okay. we've got two more games to go so that was the Saturday games done yep so let's do the Sunday we yep. start in Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, so yeah. That's <coughs> all you, man. I'm going to try and say as little as possible here. <laughs> no, it's all right. So the Jacksonville Jaguars won the game, tw- forty-five points to forty-two, which is insane. Uh, let's get through some stats. First of all, Ben Roethlisberger, four hundred sixty-nine yards, five touchdowns, one interception. Blake Bortles. 214 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, which is the Blake Bortles stat line they always wanted. Yep. Uh, Leonard Fournette went absolutely mental. 119 yards total and three touchdowns. Yep. Hoy, hoy, hoy. Yep. But uh, Le'Veon Bell didn't do too badly either. He did... I've got it here somewhere. What did he do, Jim? The suspense is killing me. Ah, ah, I found it. Uh, 155 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns. Yeah, he's pretty decent. That's, that's all right. Yeah, he's all right. 
Uh, and then you had Antonio Brown back from his calf injury, 132 yards on seven catches and two touchdowns. Yeah, he was unstoppable. Uh, Martavis Bryant, 78 yards on two catches and a touchdown. Vance McDonald, yeah. the tight end we drafted, or he traded in from San Fran, 112 yards. He was the kind of go-to target for the game. Um, and Juju Smith-Schuster got a touchdown on five uh, five-yard carry as well. So, yeah, great game statistically from the uh, from the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that didn't win them the game. TJ Eldon as well uh, got a touchdown because every time, well, first of all, the Jacksonville Jaguars got up to a fourteen nothing lead. Yep. Um, in the first quarter, I think it was actually twenty one nothing at one point. It just got really out of hand because we were punting and they were scoring touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so yeah. For quite a long period of the game, I had already given up on the fact that we were going to win this. Yep. So actually, it wasn't it wasn't too big a, a loss for me. No, I'd kind of accepted the loss did by about get, half time. Yeah, but then did you get annoyed that you came back in the third? No, because I knew we'd come back in the third. I knew there was there was going to be some sort of comeback. Yeah, you know, well, I hoped there'd be some sort of comeback because we couldn't play much worse. Um, and the offense did step up. But the defense didn't. No. So every time we started getting back into the game, we were always at least seven points down, and then they just go back and they score another touchdown. Yeah, so twenty-one seventeen fourth quarter. So yeah, despite you putting up twenty-one points, you just yeah you could like, gave up you, seventeen as, in the fourth quarter. As you yeah. said, you just couldn't pull away, could you? Or catch up? Sorry, they kept pulling away. That's right. Yeah, and it was um, yeah, it was just kind of inevitable, really, as far as I could see, because the defense I've I've never seen the the Pittsburgh defense play with that team quite as badly as they did in that game right okay that was it was just a lack of pressure on Bortles it was a lack of understanding of how to cover yeah. uh, the pass plays mm-hmm. um, who's your best and this is one thing I think I mentioned last week or I certainly mentioned to you if it was off the podcast that's yeah. terrible um, <laughs> should have mentioned it um, your best coverage tight end uh, sorry linebacker and your best run stopping linebacker yeah isn't there no and I think that that completely changed the game well quite possibly it doesn't help well, no but Shea, obviously it doesn't help Shea's Shea's ear is a beast he's an absolute beast he's a banger and he's rapid yeah so he's um, and he's also ball hawking he's great in, great in coverage yeah it's so the that, that would have stifled some of Fournette's um, you know attack. well absolutely we, we played far too high up the pitch for mm-hmm. a quarterback that doesn't throw deep yeah um, we had the cover corners in Hayden and Burns that we didn't need to also give them help with the safeties. Mm-hmm. The safeties should have been moving down into the box and providing their support because all they were doing were throwing under th- uh, dump-off throws, basically, yep. um, to someone like Tommy Bohannon or... Um, oh, I can't remember now. TJ Yeldon started getting into the game yeah, as well. Yeah, Yeldon but... had a couple of screens, didn't he? He had, yeah. uh, I think, three passes, nearly 60 yards catching, so... Yeah, balls. Um, yeah, balls only completed fourteen times, and the couple of times he tried throwing deep, you're absolutely right. Um, Hayden made a fantastic play over the middle. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, as, as you said, you weren't being torched over the top, so I. I they agree. just didn't move down into the box. They didn't cover off what was going on, which was the underthrows. Yeah. Um, and it tended to be first, or, you know, fairly consistent. First and second running, and then third passing. So it was, you know, a case of you being able to load the box, or at least take the risk, show blitz, and maybe draw out. But it's. Um, you know, you weren't particularly creative. I don't no. think defensively. No, I mean, the, it just shows up in the stats. I mean, out of the red zone um, visits, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh were three for three, but Jacksonville were five for five. We just didn't stop them yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, and Telvin Smith's got to get a shout out in this game. We, we've we've been a big fans of uh, Telvin Smith for a long time, but yeah. he really, really um, stamped uh, his name on this one. He had a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Yeah. Um, he was leading tackler with 16 tackles, 14 of them solo tackles. Yep. He was just all over that, that linebacker core. There was another linebacker as well that was a standout. He was all over the page, uh, all over the um, the game I watched as well, was um, was Miles Jack. So yeah, he got not an 16 didn't he? tackles, but six, six tackles, one pass defended, an interception. Yep. Um, yeah, those two are just incredible together. Yeah. They're young, they're fast, you know, they're... 16 tackles in a game just just astounding though isn't it but mm-hmm. um, yeah they were brilliant and obviously Jalen Ramsey's I think that the, yeah. I think the two best corners this year have been Ramsey and and, and Latimer mm-hmm. um, and by some way frankly I yeah. think they've just been in a league of their own and it's um, 
But AJ Boye is a great he uh, is a corner great com- as well. Yeah, I say I want to say complimentary, but that's a disservice to how good he is. Mm-hmm. He's um he's a complimentary <laughs> corner to the best corner I think in the game. But yeah. actually he's he's, put, he's probably in the top 10 15 on his in his own right. Oh, I think so, yeah. It's um yeah, you lost to a very good team that 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 played well. That played the the game they needed to play to beat you, which was ru- rush the ball, be effective in the run game and Blake Bortles not to turn the ball over. Yeah. Um, you know, if they get 200 yards passing from him and no interceptions, the likelihood is they're going to win because don't let the score fool you. Defensively, the Jaguars played immensely well. Mm. Just you had elite plays by elite players. Yeah. Roethlisberger is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Antonio Brown's a Hall of Fame wide receiver and Le'Veon Bell is a Hall of Fame running back. Yeah. And they all made plays when they needed to. Yeah. So you got 42 points. Frankly... That should have been enough. <laughs> home well, to win. It should have been enough. Yeah. But I don't think... Unless... You only got that because you kept letting teams score on you. Mm. So the Jags, if this had been, a, if they had scored twenty three points, they'd have won that game because they're just defensively they were all over you. Yeah. So. Um, well, I think we know where we're drafting <laughs> in April. Yeah. If we're not drafting a linebacker or a safety, then I'm going to be extremely annoyed. I agree. Because, yeah, Sean Davis did all right, mm-hmm. and I've I've quite liked him this season, but he he wasn't like I said he was one of the two that wasn't just coming down and Mike Mitchell is probably the one that I would not mind not seeing that season on the roster yeah I think you know he's he's over 30 now um, he's been there a few seasons and he just hasn't really been that kind of impact safety that we've missed since Palomalu has gone yeah yeah uh, we need someone else that's going to be scary um, on that second level yeah and he's not that no it's kind of you. it's quite a good draft for you guys as well um, to pick up a linebacker or a safety because they, they'll slip this year there'll be so uh, many quarterbacks being taken this that, is the uh, thing so you're going to have four quarterbacks taken in the first half of the draft so then all of a sudden at like least. four you know four skill players or um, defensive players that are going to slide so yeah. you hope then there's a run on skill players you hope a couple of those teams trade back up and try and get a complimentary I wouldn't mind if we moved up. if we gave up some later round picks just to move up in the first you know yeah, just, get, just get the guy we're so close yeah, if you're that close yeah just go up and get the person. Mm-hmm. Give up a lot of other picks. That he, you know, what do we pick up a long snapper with the sixth pick last year? I mean, so what? Yeah, there's a didn't t- even make it free training camp. I can't remember his name. It was um, played for Georgia, watching the championship game, and they've got linebacker there that looked quite special. And uh, yeah. everything I'm hearing is he'll be sort of middle of the first round. Yeah, so I don't think we'll be able like to that. get that unless they move up for absolutely. him. Absolutely, absolutely. We we'll have to do that. That's a shame, man. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. It was all right. Like I said, I'd kind of accepted it by about half time. Yeah. So it wasn't as crushing as maybe the next game was for some fans yeah. um, but before we do that we always talk about some more firings okay because Todd Haley is finally gone as the offensive coordinator for the Steelers yeah after many seasons of will he won't he <laughs> um, they've, him and uh, Big Ben have never really got on no. as, as far as the rumours have been concerned mm-hmm. there's been something always a little bit off with those two even when they were you know, even when the offence was gelling yeah um yeah, so by the end, a few weeks ago, they were saying there was some sort of conduit guy between the two of them. Okay. Like, they wouldn't talk to each other, so that's not going to help. No. Um, but yeah, it means that Todd Haley is now gone as the offensive coordinator, and they have promoted Randy Fichtner. Fichtner? Okay. Fichtner? I don't know, mate. He's the quarterback coach, basically. Okay. So this is a, a Big Ben-friendly move up, yeah. because obviously he gets on well with Roethlisberger. Yeah, yeah. And that also would indicate that there is no point talking about retirement this season because which was going to be my next question no he's, he's just had his best mate promoted to offensive coordinator so there's no way he's not going to come back next year yeah he's even talking about coming back next year and some of the uh his teammates have said it might even be three years oh damn they're looking at like a maximum three years but yeah i reckon he, i reckon he'll take it year by year he's definitely come back next year because mm-hmm. if they can work on the defense in the draft um there's maybe another opportunity if they can keep hold of bell as well yeah for another, at least I was gonna, that was again going to be my next question was are you going to retain him <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to because look at what he does but are you going to pay him like a wide receiver I wouldn't mind no I wouldn't mind the the, the salary cap goes up every year anyway you could probably accommodate it mm-hmm. and he is that 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 dangerous to an offence yep and you've got a couple of you've got people like Smith Schuster who are going to be on rookie contracts the next yeah. couple of years so you can afford to let go of you know, maybe some of the slightly higher paid receivers you've got on the roster anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And we'll have um, James Conner back as well because he got injured yep. half of the season. So that was obviously unfortunate because there were some plays where you, like the fourth downs that we didn't make. Yeah. 
where you kind of wanted a kind of a, just that running back to bruise through the middle. Yeah, that he probably would have done. Yeah, I agree. Great story as well, and he's a local lad, so yeah. I think he could be if he stays there for a few years, he'd be a Pittsburgh legend. So yeah, hope hope he comes back healthy. Thanks, man. Yep. Oh, just um, because obviously the other the other point was that maybe Todd Haley's gone, but mm-hmm. uh, there obviously a lot of talk about Mike Tomlin and whether he would stay as head coach because it's been yeah. 10 years now yeah you got to one Super Bowl yeah with him well, he won that. one and yeah, he's got that. to two so yeah yeah but after was it 10 years since the one you lost no he's been in the job for 10 years yeah okay yeah, but yeah it's been he signed in 2008 you got pretty and good team. You just can't get past the Patriots. I'm not being funny though. This is like one of the <laughs> no best one can get past the ever. Patriots though. Yeah, so this is Tom Coughlin. Dum 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 dum. There we go. Um, Maybe get him in. This is the first time actually, because every other season I've been like, no, Tomlin's great. Um, but this is the first season I've actually been like, okay, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be crying if he left as the head coach. My only question to all the people that go, we need to fire him, we need to fire him, is who are you bring in instead? Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin is not going to be a head coach of anyone else, though. Well, Tom Coughlin is on the team that are playing the Patriots, so he uh, could be. In yeah, as the like chief executive of football personnel or something like that. Yeah, but um, he's definitely brought a winning mentality to what was the team that was underperforming. So he has, and Doug Marone's done a great job. So let's not uh, underestimate true that uh, task. I don't know who'd get. I think Josh McDaniels again, or someone like that, would jump at it. <laughs> yeah. Just do what the do what the Tampa Bay Bucks did and make a trade for a really good. Sean Payton or some well actually they're too good now because no. when they were rubbish a couple of years ago shouldn't have <laughs> but now they're good see Josh McDaniels is one that I would actually not be too mad at and it would be such a, a stigless thing to take someone from the Patriots yeah. and bring I, him in I and... think be, he'd be fantastic for you I think Ben would love it yeah but I'm not sure it's going to happen so no. well look how look how good he's made Edelman and Cook, well Cooks in one season yeah what, Cooks wasn't good? Well, Cooks was good, but Cooks was just a go-route. <laughs> now he does all sorts. Yeah. But, yeah. I guess, but, um, yeah, that was... It's an interesting question, and this is the first time that I have kind of stepped away from being uh, a Tomlin cheerleader. Yeah. That outfit you wear is a bit odd. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, something you'll probably find funny is uh, that more than 100 Bengals fans have since donated close to $5,000 to the Blake Bortles Foundation since that game. Obviously, after the uh, the Bills fans donated to the uh, Andy Dalton Foundation. That's hilarious. Obviously, Bungles fans have got to put their money into something, haven't they? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, so the Blake Bortles Foundation. There we go. There you go. Shout out to Charity. Do you know what it does? Uh, do I? <laughs> no idea, mate. Well, I found out because I thought you might ask me. What so does I it don't do? know why I bothered looking now. Well, you asked me about the... Um, I'll give a shout out to Charity. You asked about the Andy Dalton Foundation. What does, what does the Blake Pauls one do? It, uh, it funds research into throwing. No, it doesn't. It's, it's actually... Uh, it's not helps. working. No. <laughs> Continue the research. Yeah. Uh, the foundation helps local children and adults with learning and developmental difficulties. Also goes to first responders in Jacksonville and Oviedo counties. Okay. So well, that's nice. That's well, that's nice good. Him. Well, yeah. See, there are I'm things that these that guys do outside of the your game. Team's heartache led to donations to a fantastic cause. Yeah, yeah. even if it, you know, don't know how they're going to buy their crack, but uh, those Bungles <laughs> fans are going. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. We need to move on. Wow. Yeah, let's go on, shall to we? The point. <laughs> You were—you so, honestly thought you, you were like a—you were being humble <laughs> in defeat. I was. It was really nice to see, and then you get all malicious. So <laughs> we need to move on. Uh, they don't mind. No. So let's go on to the last game, and that was the Minnesota Vikings at home to the New Orleans Saints. Yep. And well, we could talk about that last play quite a bit, I guess. Yep. But uh, this wasn't a really interesting game until then, to be honest, King. It was 17 nothing to the Vikings at half-time. They looked to have it all sewn up. Mm-hmm. You know, quite how New Orleans were that far behind. They just got nothing done on offense at all. No, they didn't. Well, the Vikings' defense played fantastic. Oh, let's talk about the Vikings' defense, yeah. <laughs> they played fantastic. <laughs> they did, didn't they? Everson Griffin was all up in the face despite an injury. You've got Harrison Smith blitzing and doing whatever else he needs to do. Yeah, Harrison Smith got a sack as well as Everson Griffin. Yeah, proving that, that he sh- was completely snubbed by the uh, Pro Bowl. He made the All-Pro team. 
mm. which is hilarious because he's not a pro bowler, <laughs> and also was voted PFF's player of the season at yes. any position, but he's yeah. not a pro bowler. No, 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 no. And no. also is, you know, coming off the edge, blitzing, stifling the run, and... Uh, well, he might not be able to go anyway. Pass defending, so, you know, whatever. Well, no, probably not, but either way, Harrison Smith's a beast. He is. And he proved it this week. Again. <laughs> Again. Yeah, yeah. They were fantastic first half. Anthony Barr was making... Anthony? What am I saying? Anthony Barr was making... Hey, Anthony! Anthony! Um, Yeah, Anthony. I was about to say it again. Anthony Barr was was all over the place. Basically, their whole defence played fantastic in the first half. Yes. And then Drew Brees remembers he might get to the Hall of Fame. And started (laughs) just torturing him. Yes. I mean, the the Saints only made the whole game managed two of nine third down conversions. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, the Vikings weren't there just to uh, to give up the ball. No, they were making drives though. The Saints in the first half, but you know it was costly interceptions. To was it um, Zendejo and and then Barr made one in the red zone. So they were driven yeah. all the way down the field, and then Anthony, that's right. Ah, stop saying Anthony. Anthony. And that was to myself, by the way. Anthony Barr made a, an interception in the red zone, which was key. Yes, was off an Everson Griffin behind the back block. Yeah, blocked pass. <laughs> that was pretty impressive. Yes, and, it was. Um, yeah, and then you've got Thielen and Diggs just doing the damn thing. They had a great game. They had a great game. Adam Thielen, I mean, he managed to bring in passes even with Marshall Lattimore hanging off him. Yeah, yeah, glue hands. And that was telling that Lattimore followed him around the whole game. Because Diggs will make plays. Yeah. Thielen's the guy you do not want. If, you get, if they get Thielen rolling, because yeah. what that does is that gives Case Keenum confidence. And, you know, yeah, he can make some, some silly plays, but when he's rolling, he's... He's he the quantity is, guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's um. Well, once he's confident stuff, he will just put. He can fit it in windows. He's proven with his record, um, past record in college. You know, he's proven it this season. He'll chuck four four touchdowns in one week because he's just he gets in the zone. Um, but then you know, if you can get him out of it, it's um, you know, he can be relatively average. But mm-hmm. they yeah. knew, clearly the Saints knew that, and they chucked their best cornerback on what I think I think is probably their number one receiver, but it's what <sighs> one or one A. Yeah, there'll be more. There'll be more jerseys being bought for Diggs this week. Right, I think. I'm sure. No, but Diggs and Thielen are one and one A. So you can have them. You know, pick your poison essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just what a, what a combination they've got on uh, on the outside. Yeah, and Jairus Wright wasn't that bad either in the game. Fifty six no. yards on th- just three catches. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl Rudolph as well was a good tight end option there. Very, for, very. For case. Yep. He's a uh, yeah ego free tight end. It's nice to see. Yeah, and then of course the touchdowns for Minnesota during the game, well, the majority of the game was mm-hmm. uh, Latavius Murray and Jared McKinnon running him in. Yep. They, they're they very important, those two runners. Yeah, opening drive for McKinnon to get a touchdown, that was, uh, you know, they, they stopped the Saints three and out, I think it was, yep. or, um, you know, they may, may have got one first down, but then to go straight, march straight down the field and McKinnon get a touchdown, that was uh, that was important for the, the Vikings, especially to get the crowd into it as well. Yeah. Because that atmosphere, especially on that last play. Whew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and also the the Saints didn't help themselves. They gave up um, seven penalties for ninety seven yards. Yeah, that's not good. That's a lot. Considering Minnesota gave up thirty yards of penalties, yeah. you know you can't do that to yourself. No, absolutely not away from home. No, not in, not at this level stage of the playoffs. If this is the first two weeks of the season, maybe mm-hmm. you got new players coming in. You know, might have new coaching staff. You can't get to the divisional round of the playoffs and and be making those mistakes. But that they did. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Vikings managed to slow down Alvin Kamara, but not shut him down completely. He still had 43 yards rushing and uh, 62 yards receiving with the touchdown. Yeah. So you can't stop Alvin Kamara, but you can certainly get in, get on his nerves. He seemed no. to be quite this rattled the through thing, the game. If he's, um, if he's getting stopped in the run game, this is why I, what I said to you. Sean Payton went and he did not watch the running drills for Kamara at, yeah. at the Tennessee Pro Day. All he did was watch him run routes. So when oh well we're being stopped in the run Ingram or neither Ingram or Kamara is having a good game mm-hmm. right Kamara's going to get the touches then because he's he's essentially a wide receiver that plays running back yeah he's incredible yeah great catch as well for the touchdown run the route perfectly back leaning back caught it mm-hmm. yeah great touchdown oh yeah um, did you see that the two highest rated sorry just off on a tangent yeah sure about, man. <laughs> um, Kamara the two highest rated players in Madden for the end of the season. Rookies, sorry. Rookie ratings. Was it Lattimore and Kamara? Yep, 88, <laughs> both of them. Yeah, that's not surprising. It's pretty surprising because the Saints haven't necessarily drafted fantastically well over the last 10 years, but well, no. say <laughs> the last four or five, they've done excellently well. Well, this drafting in particular, they've had a really good yeah. 
overall draft. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I was going to say that Michael Thomas, we've got to give him a shout because For 85 sure. yards and two touchdowns. And it's like you said last week, he just gets up and gets on with the play. Yeah. He is the Larry Fitzgerald of the Saints, isn't he? He is, 100%. He really reminds me of him. Over the middle, jumps, catches, gets hit, puts the ball down, chucks it to a ref and... Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. He's brilliant to watch. It's unfortunate as well for Ted Ginn because he had 72 yards on the game. He's not getting any younger. He's not. I didn't realise how old he was. He's 32, I think. Though. Yeah. Yeah. But another great game for him. Yeah. And another he would good have, season. He would have had a 50, 60 yard touchdown had Breeze not underthrown it and been intercepted by some Yes. Yes. Yeah, no one's catching Ginn and he, he got over the top of the defense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it was unfortunate. So that would change the game. Let's talk about the last play then quickly because uh-huh. obviously it was... It was third and ten uh-huh. at the Minnesota's thirty-nine yard line. Yep. With ten seconds to go. Yep. They're one point down. Yep. They're out of timeouts. Yep. So in essence, if you don't get to the field goal range line and get out of bounds, yeah. If you if that play finishes in bounds, the game's over. Yes, what it's one of the most stupid plays I've ever seen. By the Saints. Yes. Yes. Okay. So do you wanna so what's your take on that that play then? You let him catch it. Yeah. And then you tackle him in bounds. Yeah. And there's no way they're getting 30 yards. Linemen are running 30 yards in less than 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Or actually, it would have been about two. Yes, by the time that, that throw was caught. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's one of the most stupid plays I've ever seen. Why are you trying to hit him in the air? And it was also a half arsed attempt at a tackle. And he's hit, taken it as his own player. Diggs has stayed in bound, which actually took awareness. Like, he, your immediate yeah. thing is, in his mind, he'd have gone, I need to get out of bounds. Mm-hmm. And he's put his thing down, looked, and gone, oh my God, and ran. But if he'd have got, that would have been a travesty if he'd gone out of bounds. But that would have just <laughs> been his mind going, I need to, I need to, I need to. Yeah. Um, so it was a real heads up play by um, by Diggs to sort of realise what had happened. But yeah, just one of the most stupid plays. Why? Just let him catch it. And grab him and push him back inside, inbounds. But that's on the coordinator, isn't it? That's not on the, that's not on, I know that Marcus Williams is getting a lot of stick for it, but yeah. he had an interception earlier in the game. I don't care. I think it's a good game. He's still a rookie. And oh, you can't put that in the coordinate. You should. They should know what the rules are. Yeah. And what they can and can't do. They still have people covering the middle. Yeah, but he's. This was an outside throw. Why are they covering people in yeah, the middle? I don't exactly. I that's on the that. coordinator. That's, that's on the coordinator. That's so dumb. <laughs> but that's so dumb. But yeah, he needs to know. That was just a stupid play around then. So I didn't realize the coordinator put people down the middle. Oh. Uh, a dumb that is mm. um, but yeah terrible and the fact that he came out afterwards and did the interview he didn't need to do that but he kind of held his hands up and went you know okay I whiffed on it but yeah so you know sure. hopefully uh, yeah he doesn't hold it for too long but um, first walk off ending to a playoff game ever. yeah that was also crazy because obviously the Saints walked off and they had to find some backup players just to go in the, and stand there for a kneel down instead of an extra point yeah which I thought was nice actually from the from the Vikings. Some of the bookies didn't because they didn't cover the spread on a lot of the games. What thirty? Yeah, they <laughs> got thirty points. That's hilarious. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, yeah. Twenty nine to twenty four was the final score. Yeah, what a play from Diggs. The atmosphere was fantastic. Some of the reaction videos on YouTube are brilliant mm-hmm. as well. If you want oh yeah, those. from both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I haven't even watched the Saints once. I don't want to because I know how I would feel <laughs> in that situation. <laughs> I know how I would feel. It made me feel better as a Steelers fan, yeah, to see someone else hurt. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, we didn't go through that, that gut wrench at the end. No, you we were always, all game. <laughs> yeah, well, not dominated, but we were always <laughs> behind, basically. So. Yeah, well, dominated, 45. We were never in the lead. No. <laughs> oh, sorry, going back to that game quickly. Did no. you see Calais Campbell no. predict it the week before? Yeah, I saw that. That was hilarious. <laughs> Don't mind if it's 10-3 or 45, 42. Too, I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> So, yeah, pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, sorry, Saints fans, because you've had a fantastic season. Um, yeah. But congrats, Vikings. And now the uh, Vikings offensive coordinator, Pat Shermer, is the top choice to be the head coach for the Giants. Okay. So, uh, Patricia is, uh, you know, obviously doing the rounds, but yeah. like you said, he might be overrated. I don't know. I think he might be a little bit. Well, he, he had a good be, game this but he last might be, week, didn't he? Yeah, he might be, yeah, but he might be great as a head coach because he's learned from Belichick. So if he takes himself away from the defensive responsibilities, mm. I think I'm short. I'm I'm shortchanging him from a from a head coaching standpoint. Okay. So, uh, apologies, <laughs> Patricia. <laughs> Those are the games. Let's have a break and come back for part two, shall we? Welcome back, guys, to the second part of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. This was the divisional round recap show. 
and we're about to move into the championship preview. The championship, yep. Yeah. Before we do that, King, it's time to bring back one of our favourite segments. Okay. It's Phone Your Watch. Oh my god. Phone Your Watch. Yep. Couple of stories here, sir. Okay. First I won't we- know them, so this is exciting for me. Excellent. Yeah. They're, they're fairly mundane, so you'll be alright to, uh, right. to have a bit of a laugh at them. First of all, uh, Seattle Seahawks cornerback Jeremy Lane was arrested on Sunday morning. Alright. So that's. It's because it's so long ago now. It was like almost a week. Okay. Uh, outside of Seattle on the charge of driving under the influence. Okay. Of what? Do we know? Well, uh, <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Lane was booked into jail at 5.30am. Okay. And then was released about four hours later. Um, Lane tweeted he blew a negative on the breathalyzer, but the negative result may not include other substances combined with the alcohol. Okay. So he was basically stoned. Right. <laughs> so, um, he may not have been just drunk he may have been drinking but he also had been smoking or doing some other drugs okay is the intimation from the police report right um yeah so I don't know if anyone knows about Jeremy Lane but um he's most known for a gruesome wrist break and ACL tear on an exception return against the Patriots in Super Bowl 49 I remember because I saw it live happen and no one else did because I was watching with you yes. and I went oh my god that guy's arms just snapped yeah and everyone went what are you talking about and they showed the replay and his arm went the wrong way. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, I, yeah, I do remember that vividly. Yeah. The other thing he's famous for is um, he was sent to the Texans with the Dwayne Brown trade, mm-hmm. but then failed the medical, so he got sent back to the Seahawks. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, he's about to enter the last two years of his contract, so he's due to be paid $6 million wow. next season, then seven point two five. How do you fail a medical? He's a professional athlete. No, he failed it. Okay. Um this might be too much then for a guy who's not really their first string cornerback. No. So maybe he won't be playing there next season. No. Don't know, but that's uh, that's not a good move for Jeremy Lane. No. Uh, yeah. So there we go. He's rehabbing his arm. So <laughs> It was prescription. Yeah. Good luck with the, uh, the court case on that one. Also, Jets wide receiver Robbie Anderson. Mm-hmm. He was arrested in Florida on Friday after being clocked during 105 miles an hour in a 45 mile an hour speed limit oh, zone. Okay. Um, Anderson's up on nine charges in total, including resisting arrest and threatening to sexually assault the arresting officer's wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a white guy way of saying it, isn't it? It's like, yeah, he threatened to sexually assault the arresting officer's wife, where yeah. you know what he said yeah. <laughs> in the heat of the moment. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he wasn't legitimately looking to find the arresting officer's wife and then sexually assault her. Yeah, no, that was, yeah. Yeah, I think that was a loose threat. I don't think there was any yeah. sort of like... But they write it down and put it as another charge. It's like, oh, okay. hilarious. Let's add them up. Um, yeah, obviously you shouldn't be saying stuff like that to cops, but it's mildly amusing. They, <laughs> they take it with like some credibility. Um, Had a good season, Robbie Anderson. Super good season. Breakout year for him, yeah. Yeah. But he went to college down in uh, Are they sure he Florida? wasn't just running? Because he is rapid. What, doing 105 mile an hour? Yep. <laughs> it is one of those... America's pretty bad about their uh, their speed limits, aren't they? Like, they can have huge motorways that only do 45. I have been pulled over in America. Have so you? I know exactly how Are you running as well? Was that... Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a three mile an hour limit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, yeah, I got pulled over driving from um, uh, Phoenix to Vegas. Right. What was the speed limit? Uh, 60. 60? I mean, that road goes on for like two days, does it, in a straight line? Yeah, I was doing... I think I was doing 80, but that's because in England, the speed limit's 70 on motorways. It is. And you normally do 80. Um, I would never say that on <laughs> on any sort of day. Well, I don't have a car at the moment, <laughs> so I'm good. Um, but they... Um, yeah, so I got pulled over. It's one of the scariest things in the world, is doing 70 mile an hour on the motorway in England. It's sure the slowest thing on it. <laughs> yeah, this, this is the thing. It's... um, It's... It's, it's when police drive at 60 just to really annoy people. Yeah. And, like, no one wants to overtake them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, yeah, so I've been pulled over for, for doing... I might have been in 70, I think. So I didn't it's a bit draconian, those laws. They are a bit too tight on their speed limits. Yeah, I got a fine. But I got a fine. I got pulled still. over. I was on the side of the road for 45 minutes. I did not say I was going to sexually anything assault to the <laughs> police officer's wife. Um, but I, um, I was very courteous, and I took my fine on the chin. But, um, Did you? They uh, oh, <laughs> back at the lockup. They up. stapled it. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, they 
Yeah, so I've been there. I've been there. And it was quite... It's different to being pulled over in England. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They're just... I don't know. It's, They've got guns. They have got guns. That was that was <laughs> quite frightening. But they... um, No, it's it just the, the line of questionings, like, partially condescending and also just, like, quite aggressive at the same time. So it was, right. that was that was different to to here I've not been pulled over speeding here but like I've had a like a light went out or something and they pulled, pulled me over and, and they've had a conversation sure and it's more them letting you know yeah you know what, what's going on whereas if I felt like I was being accused of something yeah incredibly bad it's like yeah no I was speeding yeah but I'm trying to get there before it's, it's too late um, before it's too late yeah what? it's Vegas mate. you don't want to oh, get there too late no that place you know does sleep so okay <laughs> see that does sleep so and you're getting away from Phoenix, so uh, right. That always helps. Right, <laughs> it's a good excuse. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of bad because he's had such a good year. If you can be that guy who is incredible on the field and doesn't get in trouble off the field, that's they they're the guys that make mega bucks. Yeah, the receivers that you know stick to the rule of being a bit of a diva and uh, and hassle on and off the field. Um, they're the ones that get paid, you know, that middle of the way money rather than the the top dollar so for him he might have actually cost himself a few uh, few pounds yeah well hopefully you know he can sort himself out fingers crossed he gets yeah. what, gets off all of those nine nine charges. charges i mean what was that you know outrageous yeah so let's move on then shall we mm-hmm. let's talk about the championship weekend first of all we'll go through your picks yeah because you did pick the divisional round yeah and you got two out of four right yeah so you went with the falcons they lost went with the steelers they lost yeah Patriots and Vikings, they got the win. Yep. It was also quite interesting listening back to that podcast where you predicted that the Steelers would get between 14 and 20 points max and the the Jags only get 10 points max. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> maybe stop. Don't talk about scores. But, um, don't ever tell me what to do. <laughs> um, yeah, I, but, I didn't know that you were just going to let the Jags walk up and down the field, which meant you got loads of time in possession. I know, I know. <laughs> that game was, just went crazy. It did. So let's talk about these uh, these two matchups. Then. There's only four teams left mm-hmm. out of 32. And the first game on Sunday night is the Jaguars at the Patriots. So let's talk about these these Jags and Patriots. Yeah. What's just gonna... before I do, can yeah. I just ask you very quickly, Did you th- how many of these four did you think would be in the championship game before the season started? Two. Two? Who? I think the Vikings and the Patriots. Oh, wow. You're better than I am. Yeah, I thought one. I thought, I, thought, I thought that defense I was legit, and, and they. <laughs> <laughs> That's a curveball there. There right? you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Uh, what we? Which game are we doing first? With Jags Patriots. All right. Oh God. What's going on then? Because obviously we've got a big controversy here with Tom Brady in his hand. Have we? I don't been, know about this. He's been sitting out practices because he it's has got a bad throwing hand. Oh, yeah. No. Can't, Maybe grip, can't grip the ball. Well, you need some more Werther's original sticky in there, you know. <laughs> can't grip it. I've heard. It's his throwing hand as well. This is that a legit is, problem. Here. That is a legit problem. He's playing. I mean, there's no doubt he's not going to play. How did he hurt his hand? He didn't even get hit, really, last week. I don't know. I don't know. The, the, the mind wonders on that one. It does, indeed. But, uh, yeah, the whatever happened. <laughs> um, yeah, I, do you know what? I don't I, know. I don't know. Um, I think the Patriots will win. Yeah, you always think the Patriots will win. I always do. Yeah. Uh, think, and, you know, <laughs> they're, in the tra- right. they're in the championship game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think the Patriots will win, but I think um, the Jags will, you know, put up a fight. It's certainly defensively. If there's one team that can stop them um, or at least stifle the, the sort of potency of the New England offence, it's it's the Jaguars' defence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've sort of cemented their status as one or two in the, in the league. Uh, along with Minnesota, so I think that from that perspective, this is this is the best chance we've got at seeing the the Patriots lose. I think personally, uh, yeah. I think the Jags are, are fast enough; they've got enough cover guys, and they put enough pressure up front. Um, so actually, I think they are the best defense in the league. So it's it's mm-hmm. if they can't stop them, no one's going to stop them putting up points. Okay, and they're now playing good. They're, they're at the point now where the Patriots always play a lot better defense than we expect them to. Sure, um, you know evidence last week. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the I think the Patriots will win, but this is going to be the best chance we've got to see them lose this year. I I do want Brady to play because I don't want there to be any excuse. Like I've always said I want all the players playing, 
And if you win, you win. If you lose, yep. then you've lost. And there should be no excuse, really. Yeah, unless you're a Jags player and then you don't want Brady to play. <laughs> and you don't care about the excuses. You're in well, the okay, yeah, maybe afterwards you might. As as a fan, I want to see all the players out on the field. Yeah. And I want to know that yeah, of course. the win was legit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, there's a chance that legit, this team can still beat them. 100%. I think the Jags are, are an immense team. Um, I just think if they put balls under a lot of pressure, I think that they'll be better than the um, the Steelers against the run, even despite Hightower being out. I think the Patriots are more organised um, defensively. They're more creative. Well, more, yeah, we always seem to blow it in these yeah, rounds. Yeah. Absolutely. But um, yeah, I think the Patriots will win, but I think the Jets, yeah, this is... The one caveat I'll put on it is the Jags have, have got the capacity to beat them and I think they are the best shot we've got seeing the, the Patriots lose this year. If they don't beat them, I think the Patriots win the Super Bowl. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I think what happens if the Patriots do end up winning it, they've had to have played the two best defences in the yeah. in the league yeah. back-to-back weeks. Yeah. So, And then we might as well just pack up and not have a, a season next season because yeah. if we can't stop them no. with those two defences, then... Um, no. It's mad. There's no point playing anymore. It's absolutely mental. <laughs> the league is going to completely change when Brady retires. Oh yeah, I can't wait for that. It's going to be mental. Actually, some... Honestly, that's going to be, it's going to be a complete free-for-all. You look at the teams that are left in the playoffs or were left in the playoffs in the divisional round. Mm-hmm. Lovely little shake-up. So I think yeah. it's going to be really nice actually. And unfortunately, we've probably got another couple of years of ex- obscurity. <laughs> oh, don't. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think the, okay. the, um, I think the Patriots will win this one. We have the Patriots. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll have, have to shout out Doug Marone no matter what because... Do you reckon he might be coach of the year? Um, I think he deserves to be. Taking the 3-13 and 13 right. team, wasn't it? I'm just rearranging myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been a long time sitting in the same position. Yeah, it has been. I, um, yeah, I think he deserves it, for sure. For sure. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And also, we have got to factor in Tom Coughlin here as the X-Factor, the kryptonite for the Patriots. He's brought a winning mentality to, to that Jaguars team. Uh, Jaguars? Jaguars Jaguar. team. I can't speak today. <laughs> um, Jags team. I should go with Jags. Did you? Yeah. Um, Insta. Yeah, I think he's... Oh my God, don't. Please don't ever do that again. Um, he's, um, he's... Yeah, he's... He has made a difference. You can you can see that the team believes... The organization believes, and and yeah, it's it's sort of filtered down to the coaching. He's got the he's got the secret answer book for Bill Belichick. Yeah, throw the ball and hope someone catches it in a weird way <laughs> <laughs> towards the end of the game. It's ground and pound football, King. All right, it's ground and pound, oh, and sorry. it's strong defense. It's the Lawrence Taylor style of yeah, yeah. smack him in the mouth. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah. I, I completely agree. Bill from the front back. Yeah, get your line sorted, and and they, you know, they've had an absolute touch with. A boy in in free agency and, and obviously yeah. Ramsey and you know getting the best player in the draft was it third or fourth overall? Um, if, if you stack up the two defenses, some. there's not one player from maybe one or two players from the the Patriots defense that I would take over the Jags defense. Yeah. Man for man, mm-hmm. that Jags defense is better. I think there's a case that you could put the Vikings and the Jags defense together. And that'd be the Pro Bowl team, and I don't think anyone would be annoyed, or the All Pro team defensively, yeah. and no, no, I don't think anyone would be annoyed with that, which is mental. Yeah, it's, I mean they're carrying quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, more so for the Jags than the, the yeah. Vikings. No, but. I was going to say yeah, Keenum's had a good year, but um, I like the fact they're back in balls as well. I think that's really nice. They're going to have to, aren't they? It's not that Chad Henny. Yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think the Patriots, unfortunately. You think the Patriots? No, unfortunately, still. I like the Patriots, but... You're still going for I the dark side. The Jags. I want to see the Jags in the Super Bowl. It would be absolutely amazing. Especially the Jags the Super Bowl team. would be brilliant. Yeah. Much better than just another Patriots Super Bowl. That's, yeah. th- that's the only problem I've got with the Patriots. There's too many. Yeah, we've got sort of no skin in this fight. Like, for no. us, we'd, you know, a, a Jags, Eagles or Vikings Super Bowl would be fantastic. Yeah. I want to see different people win it. Yep. Yep. You know, like a Chargers one, you know what I mean? Like some... <laughs> Let's keep it real. Nah. Let's keep it real. All right. <laughs> oh. Okay, so let's move on to the other game then, shall we? Yeah. So you think that's the Patriots? Yep. And the second game, of course, is the Minnesota Vikings going to Philadelphia, because lest we forget, King, the Eagles did get the number one seed in the NFC, and so they are going to be playing with an efficient quarterback. Mm-hmm. Maybe not an exciting quarterback like Carson Wentz. Indeed. But... Uh, They've still got a very stout defense, especially well up front. At least they've got quality cornerbacks, but we know the Achilles' heel to the Eagles, and that's the uh, sluggo routes. Mm-hmm. It's the double moves, and yep. they've been caught by the Seahawks, the Rams. Yeah, they play aggressive. They're downhill corners, which is yeah. Rare. Mm-hmm. 
So all you've got to do is a, a double move shift on them, and people like Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen should have a field day, right? Uh, yeah, definitely Diggs. Mm. Well, and yeah, definitely. Well, both of them. Yeah, you're right. But Jairus Wright, maybe. Top, yeah, I He's agree. Not slow. I agree. They got some weapons. They got some weapons. That Vikings. Team. I don't want to lead you on this though. So um, how how do you think this is going to go? Who's going to win this game? I have no idea. So, so there. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know because I don't want to sell the. My immediate thought is Vikings. Mm. They're just so dominant. But I don't want to feel like I'm selling the Eagles short again because they've had such a great year. They have. It's just purely because their quarterback's gone down, who I think was the MVP up to that point of the season. So um, I'm going to go with Vikings. Okay. Just because I think Keenan, they've got their quarterbacks back now and Keenan solidified himself as a starter. So in theory, they are playing with 100%, like their squad is at 100%, whereas the the, the Eagles aren't. Um so I do think that's that's the contributing factor. But it's crazy to think those two quarterbacks were both on the Rams roster in 2015. Did you see though the comment he made in the press? Who made uh, Case Keenum? No. About how he knew that all the fans were excited to see, um, and how everyone expected at the start <laughs> of the season to see a Case Keenum Nick Foles championship game. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't live in a bubble, does he? No, you he's know? quite a funny dude, to be fair. Um, he's had to pay his dues yeah. and. Quite his quarterback as well. Yeah, fantastic. Lest we forget. Absolutely. Fantastic. Broke, broke all the records. But um, yeah, he, yeah, he's brilliant. And I like the fact he's, they've both done that. And I like the fact that he's, you know, he's willing to sort of jest at his own expense. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think the Vikings, but I think the Eagles, if this, if they had Wentz in, it's a complete toss awesome game. I, do, I, there's games I don't like, I don't like picking. And this, if both teams were healthy, this would be one of them. And I'd probably give the nod to the Eagles because they're at home. Yeah. But you're giving it to the Vikings. I'm giving it to the Vikings because they are 100% and the Eagles aren't. But yeah, the Eagles, I don't want to sell them short. They This is going to be a good game. It will be a good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For us over in the UK, it starts at 11.40pm. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be difficult to stay up for. Yeah. Especially with work in the morning. Some of us have to work. I th- um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I managed to watch the divisional games on the Saturday night. That's cool. I didn't. I watched one and then I watched them all watched it on Sunday morning mm-hmm. yeah Monday. that would be more sensible I guess to, to yeah, just no, watch it on Game well Pass me, afterwards yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sensible you know, the score, you know the scores now there's too many people you speak to <laughs> yeah but that's it then okay so you, you think agree? it's going to be can, we, can we ask you there's only two games left you can surely you can pick you have the capacity we saw you when you did your own podcast yeah <laughs> what? I would love to see Jags Vikings as the what Super do you Bowl. think do you think the Patriots are going to lose to the Jags we can never see the Patriots ever losing. So do you think they'll win or lose? <laughs> Who do you think is going to win that game? If you had to pick a winner and loser. Oh. Not what do you want? I'd have to pick the Patriots. Patriots, okay. Just because they're at home like, and, and because they'll find ways of still moving the ball. Um, and the fact they didn't allow a sack last week is really annoying. <laughs> um, just, be- just because I wanted chinks of light to show through because... Mm-hmm. The Titans, the Titans aren't as good as the Jags. No, but they're not. They're no slouches. They're no, exactly. They're not a bad team either. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to see more out of that that Titans win. If they lost, I wanted to see at least a competitive game, mm-hmm. and they weren't competitive. No, they weren't. So that is a massive scare for me, and also the fact that yeah, okay, we put up a lot of points on them. We have got a better offense than New England. I think man for man. I think got more talent. We've, yeah, we've got more talent there, so we had a, you know. That's not the worry. Um, it's just that our defense didn't adjust, and I know that Belichick would make his defense adjust to see the issues and, and shut them down. Yeah. And then it's whether the, the Jags can then change their game plan halfway through. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know they don't have people like Alan Robinson available. I don't think so. They've no. got Alan Hearns, but Robinson was the more kind of quality. He was the number one guy, wasn't he? Yeah. Could could hold on to the ball receiver, mm-hmm. so that's my big worry for the Jags is mm-hmm. that even if they can start well, mm-hmm. it's can they adjust to the adjustments? You know, yeah, can yeah. they keep moving about? Um, yeah. That's my big worry, and yeah. of course, that then leads us to the inevitable conclusion that the chances are the Patriots are going to win this game yeah. and roll into Minnesota, and then of course it's you know again it's going to be a tough game that because if if Minnesota shows some things here. It's um, 
this week. Well, you know, even the Eagles. Like it's gonna be. I don't know. It's gonna be fantastic. I'd like to see the Vikings get there as well because it's at home, isn't it? It's in. It's in Minnesota this year. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. So that'd be a, a massive dream there for because yeah. no one's ever played at home for the Super Bowl. No, no, that'd be awesome. But the big, the big black mark though is: will Brady play? Mm-hmm. He might do. Well, almost certainly will do. Play. But will he conti- will he complete the game? Does Brian Hoyer have to come in? And uh... well, Brian Hoyer might have to come in if they're forty points up. <laughs> Not then. <laughs> <laughs> Third quarter games You're on the line. So annoyed if Calais Brian Campbell up the middle takes uh, takes Brady's head off. Mm-hmm. He's got to go out. Yep. Brian Hoyer's got to come in as relief. I don't think Brian Hoyer can get anything done. Not we've seen we've Jags. seen Brian Hoyer work. Not against that Jags defense. No, that's a special defense. Yeah. So there we go. Yep. That's it. As much yeah, anyone but the Patriots, but only for the reason that they've already won too many. Yep. So, <laughs> sorry, Patriot Mark, but you crow too much. And um, indeed. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's Obviously, now. This is really we're only exciting. a day away. And we still don't know if Brady's going to be playing. And we don't know oh, what's going to happen here. He's going to be playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's official. I've decided he's playing. So. Okay. All right. He's yeah. in. <laughs> so. Good luck to all four teams. All yeah. right. All, all jokes aside, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're there for a reason. You are the four best teams left in the NFL. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see those two games. And then we'll talk about it next week. Indeed. Yeah. Looking forward to it. In the meantime, guys, make sure you're still subscribing to the podcast because we will be going through to the draft. So obviously once this... Uh, pesky season is over with we've got a load of uh, interesting things to talk about in terms of the players leading up to the draft obviously we'll recap all of the teams for the 32 um, yes yeah, so we'll have plenty to talk about we'll have people on as well in the meantime so make sure you're subscribing to Jim and the King's NFL podcast uh, you're checking us out on Twitter at Jim and the King also on Instagram and uh, on the website Jim and the King um, but that's everything for me everything from you King no, I'm good. I'm good, thank you. <laughs> You've already left. <laughs> so, until next week, I've been Jim, that's been The King, and thank you so much for listening. Yeah.